Welcome back to the Startup Showdown podcast, where we discuss pitching, funding, and scaling startups. Join us as we interview winners, mentors, and judges of the monthly $120,000 pitch competition powered by Panoramic Ventures. We also discuss the latest updates in software, Web3, healthcare tech, fintech, and more. Now sit tight as we interview this week's guest and their journey through entrepreneurship. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Startup Showdown podcast, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Panoramic Ventures. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Startup Showdown, we have Yash Daftery with Fanbasis. Welcome. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Fanbasis. How are you serving folks? Absolutely. So Fanbasis is the monetization platform for content creators, influencers, celebrities, and athletes, where we give them the ability to set up a digital storefront where they can sell experiences of all kinds to their fans. These experiences can be anything from one-on-one lessons, virtual meet and greets, social media interactions, TikTok duets, or anything that they can think of. Basically, we enable them to utilize their skill sets and the reason that they have a fan following and monetize on that directly with their fan base. So now, um, what was the genesis of the idea? How did you come up with this? So I actually started working on this idea in late 2020, uh, around the time of the pandemic. And essentially, I uh, you know, was utilizing social media a decent amount, uh, especially TikTok. And this is kind of when TikTok blew up. And I realized, you know, there were tons of people that were going viral and becoming famous, you know, very, very quickly. And TikTok kind of started that trend and gave people the ability to do that. So, you know, while I was using social media, I would see influencers that had 800,000 or a million or 1.2 million followers. And, you know, and it was crazy to me because in their bios, I would see them having their Venmo or Cash App link, uh, links and tags. And uh, what, you know, the thought that sparked that was sparked in my mind was, you know, if I had a million followers on a social media platform, I can guarantee you that I can create a business around that in some sort of way. So after, you know, having that thought, I reached out to all the people in my network that kind of had a fan following themselves and uh, and figured out that this is a real problem. The The only way that they really make money right now is through sponsorships and endorsements or selling merch. But They've got a million people that are following them for the content that they, that they're putting out and aren't monetizing directly with the fans. So basically, you know, I realized that the solution to this problem is creating a bridge between the fans and the creators or celebrities in which they can interact directly and creators can monetize from the fans, uh, you know, in a one on one and personalized way. So now in order to do that, though, they have to kind of get off the platform where the fans are and then go into the fan bases platform? Yeah. So, you know, we consider ourselves to be complementary to social media platforms like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, uh, where basically the way it works is a creator will make a profile in a storefront on fan bases and will put the link to their account in their bio, post it on TikToks, on their Instagram stories. And, uh, and the fans will go from that platform to uh, this creator's fan basis page and browse the different digital experiences uh, that they're offering and choose whichever one, you know, is the most valuable to them. So now, um, 
so walk me through this and uh, like a real life example do you have people like is this live now or are people using it yes so uh we've got a decent amount of traction actually in the past year um uh, and uh we've got a lot of creators using our platform um to date uh we've just broke over 10,000 users total um you know that are currently using the platform on a monthly basis but uh we've we've seen a lot of uh, really cool success stories and case studies come out of our platform so far so um is the platform does it kind of um categorize the creator so like you could have a creator that's like a musician or a creator that's a comedian or a creator that is a athlete like like is there kind of a a a different place for different artists exactly so uh you know basically fan basis is not limited to just people with a a, you know with a fan following as well anyone that has a skill set can utilize our platform to sell whatever they want for example we're you know working with some linkedin um you know quote unquote influencers right now but essentially business professionals that want to offer their skill sets like you know for 200 bucks i'll look over your pitch deck and give you advice or you know i'll consult you on your business and we're basically enabling people to sell their services through our platform but our main focus is on those creators and uh yeah, if you go onto our website or on our app, you can easily see the different kinds of creators we have. We break them down by, you know, niches like cooking, uh, beauty, athletes, actors, comedians, um, or you can view them by social media platform. And there's a couple different ways. But, uh, you know, the, the kinds of users we have on our platform is a very broad spectrum right now, which is, you know, kind of by design. So say I'm a comedian, I'm on TikTok, and I have a following of a million uh, followers. What is kind of a practical way that I'm going to move them from TikTok onto fan basis so they can so I can monetize? Yeah, so we've had a, we have a lot of TikTok creators, and that's kind of what you know TikTok is what inspired the idea for this business in the first place. Um, so you know when we originally built the MVP of our, fl- our platform, it was kind of focused towards them. And the way that we see the most success from uh, TikTok creators using or using fan basis is. They essentially keep the link, their fan basis link in their bio and make a TikTok about it or just talk about it on their live streams and things of that nature. Um, it really depends on the creator themselves and what kind of engagement they have. Some of them, you know, if they post a TikTok about it, they won't need to even promote their page for another few months because that TikTok will keep on getting views from their fans and will continue to sell uh, experiences. But we see the most success with people that create, you know, a series of TikToks promoting different individual experiences that they have uh, and, uh, you know, bringing fans over that way. So like an example would be, I have this following, I put, uh, I do a a TikTok on fan basis and how I'll do, um, you know, like me and this fan could do something together. And it's a unique experience for the fan um, that helps the fan out. It helps me kind of show that I'm interacting one-on-one with the fans and is that taking place back on TikTok or that's happening on the fan basis platform? So that we, we built out our infrastructure so that everything can be done through our platform. The only things that are done off platform are you can purchase things like, you know, you can buy a Instagram shout out and follow back from a influencer that we have, or you can buy a TikTok duet or stitch from a TikToker that we have. So those things are obviously, they have to be done on the social media platforms, but um overall 
everything for the most part can be done through the fan basis app and website. Um, and going back to your, your first question. Um, so, you know, to give you an idea of how they, they kind of use it is, for example, we have a beauty influencer on our platform that sells things like hair care and skincare routines. So essentially what he'll do is kind of give a sneak peek of his hair care routine and say, Hey, if you want to get the full hair care routine, check out my fan bases page links in the bio, or we have, you know, normal TikTokers that are really good at dancing and they're professional dancers. So they'll sell, uh, you know, they'll post a dance and say, Hey, you want to learn how to dance like me? You know, go to my fan bases page and you can see all the different uh, kinds of dances I can teach you. So kind of, you know, incorporating it into their videos so that it still gets natural engagement and it's the content their fans want to see. Um, but also gives their their super fans the ability to, you know, interact with them in a more personalized way. So is that experience just a one-off for that individual fan or is that like kind of a premium membership that gives you access to exclusive content? So it could be, uh, it could be both. Uh, typically for those, uh, for what I just described, those would be one-off experiences, but we give, uh, we give these creators the ability to set up a membership as well. So if they want to use it more as like a Patreon style paywall, they can do so. Um, and we have people that, you know, use the membership functionality for, um, you know, selling like ex- just access to exclusive content behind the scenes of music videos, unreleased music, things of that nature. We have fitness people that use the platform uh, that use the membership functionality to set, to sell, um, you know, their monthly or yearly fitness plans. So they have the ability to do so, but for the most part, um, you know, the uh, most of the transactions we have are one-off experiences. And now, so is that the biggest point of differentiation from you and the other kind of players in this space? So the biggest point of differentiation is we have the largest monetization tool set of any platform on the internet. Um, you know, a good way to think about us is kind of like a Shopify for creators or a Cameo and Patreon on steroids. Uh, where, you know, on our platform, you can do live experiences, pre-recorded experiences, sweepstakes, memberships, you can sell merch. Uh, and uh, essentially, you can also sell, you know, physical interactions in person. Um, so essentially, you can sell literally anything that you can think of uh, as a creator, and we fulfill all of their needs, which is why we've been able to get so much traction. Um, and we've converted tons of users from our competitors onto our platform, because, you know, one of the main things that we help creators with is eliminating their link tree. Are you familiar with, uh, you know, link trees and in these influencers bios? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you've ever clicked on one, if you go to, a, you know, any Instagram influencers page right now, you'll click on their link tree and it'll have a link to their personal website, to their Spotify. Right. To their- 10 different places. There's a million different things on there. We basically wanted to give them the ability to eliminate that altogether and say, hey, you know, if you have a different merch store, a different, you know, website for your membership and all of this, people aren't going to be going back and forth to te- check out every single offering you have. With fan bases, you can put it all in one storefront. The storefront looks super nice and you can customize it literally however you want. Uh, so that's one of the, the bigger problems we've been, we've been able to solve uh, and, you know, kind of differentiate ourselves with as we're the all in one tool set. Now, for the creator, is it something that um, they're only paying a transaction fee when money gets exchanged, or is this something that they got to pay a monthly fee to be part of the fan basis platform? No, so fan basis is totally free to use for creators. Um, they can create a profile, and we basically get paid with their success on our platform. 
Um, so essentially, we take a 20% platform fee every time a uh, transaction is created. Now, um, when you came up with the idea and you started, um, you know, putting the technology onto the all the services that you were offering, when did you start seeing uh, traction where, hey, this is something that is really um, got a chance to work here? Is there Were there some breadcrumbs that you were like, I think we're in the right spot here? Yeah, so... Uh, no, there was definitely a little bit of a learning curve that went into this business. Uh, basically, we, you know, I started working on this business in late 2020, launched the MVP, which was a bare bones version of our platform, looked completely different with a limited feature set uh, back in May of last year in 2021. And we launched a beta version of our platform in August. So essentially the roadmap was, you know, between the MVP and the beta version, um, we were kind of limiting it to between 50 to 100 creators on our platform so that we can start testing out, uh, you know, different hypotheses that we had. And, you know, we think these kinds of experiences will work well. We think these kinds of creators will work well. Let's see if this niche attracts a lot of users onto our platform. So we went through a little bit of a learning curve there and, um, and it was extremely helpful in terms of figuring out, you know, what we should be uh, marketing to creators to bring them onto our platform. Uh, you know, what makes the most sense for creators to be pushing out to their fans. That's something that's super important because there isn't really anything like this on the market. And, you know, this space is relatively uh, new and it started booming recently. So, you know, there even the creators don't fully know what their fans are going to want to purchase. And we needed to learn a lot to be able to provide them with the correct insights to do so. But um, we essentially really started getting traction this year, uh, you know, since January, because we've made some partnerships that, you know, really expanded the amount of creators that we have on our platform. And uh, we've created a pretty large snowball effect. You know, if you check out our social medias on, uh, you know, like our Instagram or our TikTok, you can see the different creators we work with. And you can see that, you know, a lot of our posts have gone viral, which created a really organic pipeline of creators coming onto our platform. And frankly, right now, you know, we are, we're scaling up our, our human capital and onboarding teams because we want to be able to, you know, not have a bottleneck when it comes to onboarding a certain amount of creators a day, but be able to just keep on bringing on all the people that are interested in joining. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, this year was really the accelerator when it came to growing the business. Now, as you, since you offer so many different services uh, in one place for the creator, are you finding that sharing those best practices, because you're seeing which, what, what offers are working, which ones aren't, is that something that kind of, again, differentiates yourself from others because you're able to give them the education that they need to kind of level up uh, just by, the, you know, you running this platform? Yeah, uh, no, 100%. Uh, it's something that, you know, we didn't really do too much when we first started the business, which is kind of what I was saying, you know, when it comes to the learning curve. Um, but we realized it, it was, uh, you know, a pretty vital, um, element into making someone's fan bases page successful. And, uh, you know, I'll kind of break it down for you. There's two kinds of creators that use our platform, essentially. There's some creators that say that hop on a call with us and they say, Hey, can you guys, help me, you know, create my profile. I'm not hundred percent sure what experiences to offer. I'm not sure how to price it, you know, things of that nature. And we have an onboarding team and a customer success team fully set up to be able to, you know, onboard those creators, help them out and optimize their page for success. And the kinds of creators that 
actually perform really well on our platforms are the ones that, uh, you know, jump on fan bases. They create a profile and they say to us, hey, we actually don't want you guys touching the page. We want to be customizing everything ourselves. And we realize that people that really take that their own initiative and, um, you know, make everything themselves are the ones that know what their fans want the most and are very connected with them and kind of have those cult-like followings. So um, that's those are kind of the the two different kinds of creators we see. Right. So the ones that are kind of professional creators that already have uh, success and are monetizing, they have a lot more data and they know what's working. But the kind of the newer ones that maybe had a lightning in a bottle moment where they got a bunch of followers don't kind of understand the nuance of their relationship yet. So they need help uh, when it comes to monetizing. Exactly. That's that's uh, honestly spot on. Um, and it's it's very interesting because, you know, TikTok is fairly a fairly new concept. You know, it didn't really become popular until 2020. Um, that's when it really took off. But with TikTok, you know, you can post two videos. I actually have a friend. She posted two videos. Um, you know, the first two videos she posted in literally one week, she went viral. She got three point four million views on one of those videos and uh you know gained a couple hundred thousand followers which is crazy because there's no other social media platform on the planet right now that you can have that ability um with tiktok if you can catch the algorithm you go viral and now she's got she's an influencer technically she's got you know hundreds of thousands of followers but doesn't know anything about her fan base she doesn't know how to monetize them and doesn't have any infrastructure set up now if you compare that to a youtuber that spends you know eight to 10 hours to edit each video that they're posting and their fans are viewing this content for, you know, 10 plus 10 to 30 minutes um, and are super engaged. It's very different. It's a very different kind of experience than having uh, a TikToker, you know, where you look at their video for eight seconds and then you scroll past it and go on to the next person. It's a different kind of relationship between the fan and the creator. Right. And that, and that's the difference between making money and not. I mean, yeah, a lot of, in a lot of cases, yes. I mean, the people that have those cult-like followings by far are the best performers on our platform. Now, um, how did you hear about Startup Showdown and Panoramic? Yeah, so uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned earlier, I'm based out of Brickle in uh, in Miami, but uh, you know, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the Miami tech ecosystem, and I heard a lot of whispers about Panoramic Ventures and the different initiatives they have, like Startup Showdown just by going to different events, speaking to founders. But I really got interested and learned a lot more about it when I met Stephanie at a Lone Depot Park where the Marlins play uh, and when they were hosting a tech event last year. Uh, and I met her. I told her about fan bases. You know, she heard a little bit about, about it from different like digital events that we were running in the past. And uh, she, you know, really uh, encouraged me to apply for Startup Showdown. So I ended up doing so, and uh, you know, it was a really cool experience, and I'm very, uh, very happy to have that opportunity. So, what did uh, what part of the experience uh, did you find most beneficial? So, just to break it down to people that aren't super familiar with it, uh, basically, the way it works is you send in an application, and if you're selected out of you know, pretty a couple dozen companies, uh, I think there's like around. 30 to 50 that were uh, selected to make it into the second round. They bring you into the next phase. And essentially what you do there is you meet with different venture and uh, venture associates and people on the 
uh, Panoramic Ventures um, investment team. And uh, every single startup meets with three to four members from that team. And uh, you give them, you know, a five or six minute pitch on your business. And uh, after that, they they give you advice on how you could have made it better. And if you're and I believe uh, after that phase, there was about six companies selected that move on to the next round, six to eight companies. But, uh, you know, honestly, that that phase where we met, you know, a bunch of people on the investment team um, was really beneficial. Uh, I actually gained a lot of unique perspectives and validation on new ideas that we were thinking of, you know, implementing from a, from an investment perspective. So that was a very ben- beneficial part of the process for me. Uh, and uh, I think the, you know, another beneficial part was right before you actually compete in the event, you get to meet with uh, the managing partner at, at Panoramic. And um, that was a uh, super cool, you know, he, we basically ran through the pitch with him and he gave us some great one-on-one feedback um, you know, for an extended period of time on how we can improve the pitch and uh, what parts of it we should be emphasizing, especially for the competition. So, uh, you know, the process itself was a very exciting one and also, uh, you know, a great learning experience. Now, when you were when you were kind of had this idea for the startup in your head, obviously you've gone through some iterations of this. There were some challenges. Is there any um, kind of... Uh, maybe a setback that happened that um, when you were able to kind of get through it, it took your business to a new level. And just talk about kind of the how you handle setbacks, especially at the early stage when it's such a kind of loose idea. It's more of an idea than a thing yet. Yeah, definitely. So I would say, you know, the biggest challenge and uh, thing that I wish I knew uh, you know, understood better while starting this business was picking the right team, um, you know, to start the business with. And initially, you know, I, I basically raised these funds on using a family and friends round and a pre-seed round, um, all from in- individual inve- investors. I didn't take any institutional money. Um, and I'll explain why in a second. But, uh, you know, I was trying to stay lean on capital, which involved us not hiring employees and, um trying to do as much as as much as I could by myself, uh, which definitely delayed, you know, the growth of the business. And what I would say is, you know, having a team is having a team where every member of the team has different specialized skill sets is super important. And that's definitely one of the biggest contributors to our success this year, because, you know, I started hiring this team uh, in March and now I've got someone that's, you know, I've got a CMO that focuses on the marketing. I've got a CGO that his name is Lyle that focuses fully on the onboarding process. Uh, I've got, you know, a team built out underneath Lyle that handles all the different, you know, initiatives when it comes to outreach, creating partnerships, things of that nature. And, you know, all of this combined just really uh, enabled us to focus on what we're good at, each individual team member and optimize the business instead of, you know, having me just try to do as much as I can at once and then hiring contractors whenever I could to help out with the the workload. So, um, you know, I would say that's the biggest challenge and difficulty when starting a business is finding the right team. Um, another thing I would say is, you know, for founders that aren't, that don't have a technical background, um, it's very important to make sure that your partners on the technology side are, uh, you know, extremely fluent and really understand the vision behind the product itself. 
you know, I think a lot of founders make the mistake of just hiring the first development team that they can find that fits their budget and, you know, paying them. But uh, a good way to think about it is when you're hiring a development team, you're essentially uh, getting a bunch of construction workers to build a house. But how do they know what kind of house to build if you don't have an architect behind it? And without having a technical background, it's hard to be that architect yourself because you don't know which databases are going to work the best for your idea, what co- you know programming languages are going to work the best. So I would say um, you know, finding someone that's a really good CTO or having advisors on your team that have a lot of technical experience is uh, you know, definitely key to starting a business where uh, the majority of it is going to be SaaS-based or you know, be, uh, be hosted on a web platform. So what's next for fan bases? Uh, where do you go from here? Yeah, so we're actually currently raising a $1.5 million seed round, uh, you know, to accelerate the growth. As I was mentioning earlier, we are looking to expand the amount of human capital that we have because, you know, we are close to reaching a bottleneck in terms of how many creators we can even onboard in a given week. Um, and these organic snowball effects that we've reached uh, have really helped us accelerate that process. So it's a good problem to have. But um, the next steps for us is uh, creating these, um, yeah, creating and building out a long-term, you know, onboarding and customer success team. And uh, on the business side of things, we actually have some partnerships lined up with some mega creators and celebrities, which we are waiting for this round to, you know, fully launch because we want to make sure we have enough money to, uh, properly market the partnerships that we're creating here, um, which is going to be a game changer. And, you know, we're expecting it to, uh, increase the amount of traffic that we're getting by, you know, a thousand X. So, uh, those are the two main things that are kind of in the works. Um, you know, as soon as we raise this, this next round. So if somebody wants to learn more uh, about fan bases, what is the coordinates? Yeah. So I would say, uh, check out www.fanbases.com. Um, you know, you can see a lot of information about what we do and you can get started over there. Or, you know, I would encourage everyone to download our app on the app store, uh, just called Fanbases. Looks really nice, very easy to use, and we'll give you all the info you need to get started. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Absolutely, Lee. I appreciate you bringing me on the podcast and giving me this opportunity. Thank all you so much. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Startup Showdown. As always, thanks for joining us. And don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Startup Showdown podcast so you get the latest episode as it drops wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more and apply to our next Startup Showdown pitch competition, visit showdown.vc. That's showdown.vc. All right, that's all for this week. Goodbye for now.